So we're eating M&M's. Yes. And it reminded me of Eminem and his persona, Slim Shady. Yes. Does he still use that persona? Is that like an active character? Look, I haven't kept up with Eminem. <laughs> you I look will... like the kind of guy who would. I I never really liked Eminem very really? much. Yeah, I didn't. I, I, so what happened with Eminem, if you want to go into it, yeah. is I liked his... St- it's a typical story. I liked his stuff before he got famous. And then the moment he... Like that... that that song, the real Slim Shady. Yeah, I hated that song, and from that point, and I just never bothered listening to his music from that point onwards. Ah. So, so yeah. Even, yes, I am a white guy who likes hip hop. Believe it or not, <laughs> I don't like the white guy who does hip hop. <laughs> See, I didn't. I have no idea about hip hop at no. all. Yeah. I just don't know anything. I like classical music. Sure, um, but I, the thing I, I is, <laughs> I like a bit of Brahms. Yeah. A bit of, a bit of, uh, a bit of Liszt, a bit of Beethoven. But uh, my question was, was there ever a time where Eminem jumped on the scale and went, ooh, oh, I guess I'm just regular shady now. <laughs> I'm fat shady. <laughs> I'm Chris from All Things Good and Nerdy, a proud member of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual hosts, Make sure you check out all the other great podcasts at gunnageeknetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in 3, 2, 1. So Rob, Mm-hmm. For the listeners at home, yes. and listeners, because this isn't a some sort of videoed podcast. No, we're not into that kind of thing. <laughs> what do you look like? How would you describe you? What you look like? Your style? Sure. Well, I'm I'm four foot eight. Uh huh. Um, I'm very stocky. Yep. Mm-hmm. I have a handlebar mustache. Uh huh. And I always, always wear a pork pie hat. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen you without that hat. It's yeah. it's very it's yeah. very odd. Well, I'm really into ska music. <laughs> Like, really into it still. And you do say Milady a lot. You know, some people say that ska music, you know, died in the 90s, but I say that ska music will never die. <laughs> I have bad news for you, Rob. Mm. It died in the 90s. Oh, <laughs> damn it. It died. I'm going to have to redefine my whole image. <laughs> some real, real big fish can't possibly still be around, right? I, I am real big fish. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bought the rights. Oh, God. You're a one-man trumpet band, It's eh? basically me at Canbar Village with a tambourine. <laughs> <laughs> Belting out the classics. Because Real Big Fish are very famous for their tambourine work. That's right. Yeah, that was, that's what they were known for. I would describe myself as uh, seven foot eight. Mm-hmm. Yep. Arms like tree trunks. African-American. African-American, yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, which is funny because the rest of my body is actually really, really slim and tiny. It's just <laughs> arms are really big, but like... I'm totally emaciated everywhere else. <laughs> it does cause problems for your center of gravity. <laughs> I just, I just kind of amble along with a really big, thick arm. It's like a gorilla type walk, you know, like a kind of a <laughs> knuckling along down the street. In case you couldn't tell, we are two white guys from Australia. Yeah. Yep. In case you don't actually know what we look like, and the reason why we're <laughs> the pork pie hat thing, though, that is accurate. Yeah, that's he has one of those. He never takes off. <laughs> It's actually glued to my head at this point. I just thought cut my losses. You know. <laughs> you have to get a haircut again. Yeah, that's true. On the other hand, you do have a pork pie glued to your head. 
<laughs> pork pie. Not a hat. Actual pork pie. <laughs> the pork pie is underneath the hat. <laughs> Just in case I need it. All right. So where were we? Oh, yes, that's right. Welcome to Game Life Balance Australia, episode 55. Stream of Nonsense 11? I don't know. There's a lot of stream of nonsenses. Not yes. Nonsai? Yes, as, as, as the official Latin expert, I'm going to say that's correct. <laughs> so every fifth episode on the show, mm-hmm. we throw the format out the window and we just do whatever we want to do. We just talk about whatever. Mm-hmm. And this is a bit of an interesting episode, this one. Yes. Because this is our first episode on the Gunner Geek Network. Hooray! Yay! Yay! Pause for the um, applause that I'll add to this later. You won't add it. I know you. What, what if I do this time just to spite you? Okay, do it. Just out of spite. Do I'm, it then. I'm mainly motivated by spite. Okay, this is true. This, <laughs> this. I was going to say this whole podcast, but no, this whole economy <laughs> yeah, is powered by spite. Pretty much. My ex was like, you're not going to keep doing this podcast. And I'm like, well, just to prove you wrong, I'm going to keep doing it until I die. <laughs> Which is funny because I'm probably going to die first and then it's just going to be you in a sad little room by yourself. Well, I'll just get a hand puppet. I'll call it AC. By the way, I've already got a hand puppet ready to go. <laughs> is it called AC? Yeah, I just glued a couple of googly eyes to an old sock I've got. <laughs> that does sound like me, to be honest. Yeah, it's pretty much... I have an old sock. It's pretty much the same. <laughs> so we thought today uh, we'd go back o- over Game Life Balance. So we say 55 episodes, which is kind of true. That's there right. There are 55 episodes of Game Life Balance Australia. Yes. And if you are on the Gunna Geek Network and you've noticed that there already is a show called Game Life Balance US, mm-hmm. that's because they stole our name. That's right. They basically ripped us off. Yeah. Didn't pay us a Zach, a, a slim dime <laughs> for our US listeners. And, uh, and I, I'm not standing for it anymore, AC. I think we should... I think that's why... I think, once again, Spike. That's why we're on the Gunna Geek Network. Yeah. So we're here to defame those two. <laughs> scalawags. I'm sorry to use that, that, that horrendous term, AC. Scalawags. I think it's appropriate. So that is the other funny thing. So they're just two American white guys, really. There's not a whole lot of difference between us. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Except uh, for, like, geography and culture and such. Yeah. I mean, they have a couple more guns than we do, I guess. <laughs> I know that Uncle Stabo has a whole, like, basement full of guns and drugs as well, but... So we thought we might go... Yeah, oh yeah, well, that just kind of goes without saying. We might just go through the history of what Game Life Balance is. Sure. Um, For those who are new to the show, Mm -hmm. this will be a good catch-up. For those who have been listening since day one, this will also be a good catch-up because it's amazing how many of our listeners forget, conveniently forget things that we've drilled into them time and time again. That's right. Like, John Scatman is dead, people. He's dead. Right. He's as dead as the scar scene. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, Rob and I have been working together for a many number of years. I would say, what well, we're, we're going on five or six years now, I think, in the um, the kind of social media uh, video audio scene. Yes, we've been we've been doing things on the internet about games for uh, yeah about about half a decade or more at this point. So we we used to do a show called Bit Seizure. That's right. On the internet, on YouTube. Yeah, this is a site internet. called YouTube. I don't know if you've heard yeah, of it. Yeah, not many people have. It's really weird. Yeah, it's a bit obscure. Uh, so we did a show uh, mostly about retro games. Mm. Right? We even had skits. You can go look that up. Uh, yes. If you actually do, I don't know what you want to, we look like. Yes. <laughs> and Rob's not so proud of some of those things. Uh, Rob actually gets... Rob dies in a lot of those episodes. Yeah. Like spiritually and also literally. <laughs> 
I die inside a lot. There is a lot of you dying on the inside. Yeah, but also actually getting like shot and things like that. Oh yeah, yeah. You got Did you zombified. Shoot me? I Did you ever shoot me? I think you I stabbed you once. No, I stabbed your dad. Yeah, you, you went back in time and stabbed my dad. That's right. This is a good this is a this sounds makes the show sound a lot better than it really is. <laughs> Bit Seizure was a lot of fun. Yes. Uh, and we did that for a very long time. And what we actually... It kind of had... It was a Let's Play show, but it had skits and stuff. Yes. Tops and tails. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And eventually, uh, we even kind of had our own characters and storylines. Uh, all crappy ones, of course. Uh, they, were, they were crappy-ish. 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 But, but it, it was a lot of fun for us. And yeah. we eventually decided to... We had to end the show. Mm. Um, you know, things were getting very busy in our lives. Uh, so unlike most shows, which just kind of pitter out, uh, we actually had like a, a big finale. Yes. Like we got, uh, my friend in, in Sydney, Ben, who's like a professional editor to come down and shoot the final show. And like, we had all these like great camera angles and a, a big thank you to everyone. So it was this really rewarding way to cap off the show. Yeah. And then Rob and I, for whatever reason, decided we were going to keep working together on something that would be slightly more easy than spending, like, you know, six hours a day mm-hmm. recording stuff. Yeah, so we thought, well, podcasts are easy. I mean, any idiot can do a podcast, right? Yeah, it turns out they can. <laughs> it's true. There's a whole network of people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going we're gonna to bite that hand that feeds us, aren't we, Robbie? <laughs> I was like, am I going to start? Yes, I definitely am going to start the first episode of the network. <laughs> We're just going to insult everyone. This is funny because we haven't actually even introduced ourselves yet. I am AC. Yes. Which, uh, funnily enough, stands for Andrew Yoshimura for reasons. <laughs> Let's not explain that. Let's actually. not explain that. Let's no. leave that as a mystery. People like mysteries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a reason I'm called AC, though. And uh, uh, Robert Equitus Bailey <laughs> is just Rob. So yes. AC and Rob. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess... We did. We could only agree on one name when we started the original run of the podcast, mm. and that was Game Life Balance. Yeah, because uh, we had to stop Bit Seizure because we were so busy, and we had a lot of life stuff going on. So we decided to become like a lifestyle podcast that yeah. occasionally talked about games, like a bit of games, a bit of life, and we can just pick whichever takes our fancy to talk about, mm. given what's going on in our lives at that time. And that was that worked really well. Yeah. Uh, we had a format and then you had a kid. Yeah, that's right. Kids have a way of ruining podcasts. I was going to say lives, but that's (laughs) That's true as well. (laughs) So you've ruined your life is the pamphlet (laughs) that you get given. Uh, yeah. So, so with the, um, impending birth of, of my child, I thought, look, I probably need to, uh, cut back on, on these sorts of commitments. So yeah, we decided to sort of, um, ax the, uh, the Game Life Balance podcast. The original run of the show. Yeah, that's right. Um, we got so, about 20 episodes in. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like 19 and a special. We did a Christmas special, I think. That was our maybe our last episode. Yeah. So we almost made it a year. If we, This is this is a fortnightly podcast. Yeah. Uh, it still is. Uh, yeah, so that was the demise of the original Game Life Balance podcast. So we got quite a few episodes in. Yeah. And then... Uh, we were, we were planning to come back at one stage, I think, you know, we were kind of umming and ahhing about it. We went, yeah, no, we do want to continue this. We'll just see how things go. So we were basically on sabbatical for a while. Yeah. And then I got this really weird email from what I thought was like a scammer. Yes. For a long time, we thought that it might be someone from Nigeria or someone of a, you know, a a dubious persuasion, but we were right about this, that latter part. Yeah. Yes. So Uh, Cody Goff emailed us and said, I really like your show. But more importantly, I really like the name of your show. And we would like to 
Perloin. Acquire? <laughs> I'm like, Acquire is better than Perloin. The name of your show. And I went, well, what the fuck? <laughs> it, it took, I think I read it once and then I kind of closed it and I went, that was bizarre. I didn't really think about it for like a couple of hours and I went, I should probably read that email again. Yeah, yeah. Because it, 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 it did, it sounded a little scammy, but there was enough information in there that made me think, oh, maybe this is true. Mm. So I went back over it and I went, oh, I actually looked up this guy and, you know, he works for a, um, a radio station, WGM Plus or something, mm-hmm. AM radio station. And yeah, this guy seemed legit unless they were stealing Cody's identity, which don't do people. Seriously, it's not worth it. You don't get much out of it. No, you really don't. I've found in my limited experience doing that. <laughs> so this went back and forth actually a little bit. Um, I listened to their previous podcast, um, Unqualified Gamers. Yeah. And we kind of went, Rob and I kind of went, oh, look, we like this. Mm. And we like the idea of someone else but we don't want them to steal our name wholly because we want to use that as well yeah so we came to a compromise wherein the original game life balance podcast yes uh is kind of the copywriter that is locked down to us believe it or not yes we own to be clear we own that <laughs> we own game life balance and you can't take it from us <laughs> you probably could anyway it's on you it's actually on itunes the original game life balance if you want to listen to that Yes. Uh, and so we uh, we decided that we would be Game Life Balance Australia, mm-hmm. and then they would be Game Life Balance US. Yeah. So, you know, we'd have kind of like our own mini network. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think they realized a little bit too late about the kind of people that we were. <laughs> yes. And they've been very nice about it in the sense that they haven't really called us out about how stupid we actually are. Um, but I, I, I suspect this is sort of a simmering... <laughs> Like behind the, just just keeping a lid on on their, their annoyance. Uh, but uh, yeah. So the first thing we did uh, after we were, after we decided to to join join teams, I suppose, mm-hmm. uh, was so there there is Cody Goff, who is the host of Game Life Bounty West, and yes. then there is there's his offsider. Yes, known drug dealer. Known Jonathan, drug dealer. Jonathan Uncle Stabo Martin. Yeah. So the first thing we did was name him Uncle Stabo for whatever reason. I I can't remember the, I think, the context. I, I think we were both drunk. I'm yeah, sure that we narrows it down. Thank you very much, Rob. <laughs> Look, at least one of us is drunk. Yeah, one of I, us is always drunk at, at any given time. I.e. you. Yes. <laughs> I'm an alcoholic. I can't, I can't afford to be an alcoholic. That's the truly sad thing about this. <laughs> you would, you're an aspiring alcoholic. <laughs> if everything goes well in your life, you'll become an alcoholic at some point. I would love to become an alcoholic. <laughs> I just There's just no time. There's no money. Yeah. I'm a very busy man. I have my own child as well, which we'll get to. Uh, uh, so... And things just kind of took off from there. So they started doing the podcast yes. before we came back from sabbatical. Mm-hmm. And they were doing that for about, I don't know, about eight or nine months before we came back. Yeah. And we started again as Game Life Balance Australia. Mm-hmm. And our usual format is we have an intro. Um, then we have a featured game. Yeah. Uh, and then we have the Game Life Talk segment. And then we have a quiz. Yes. We need a format because we go off the rails so incredibly easily. Yeah, even with that format, we still manage to like mm. uh, very much wander off the beaten path. Uh, but uh, every fifth episode, we decide to throw caution to the wind. Yep, and uh, and just talk about whatever. And like usually, we want these to be the wacky episodes, but mm. often we end up having like serious kind of like philosophical conversations, which is really weird. <laughs> It's so funny. It's, it's almost like when we're imposing structure and rigor, we just rebel against that. Mm. But when there is no structure, we kind of rebel against the 
We start talking about Woodmanshire and, and, and the like. Yeah, yeah. We talk about ethics and, uh, and morality and politics. Uh, we, we actually, we can't talk about politics no. for reasons. So who are AC and Rob? Well, we are two 36-year-olds. Yes. Who live in Canberra, Australia. Mm-hmm. That's the capital of Australia. That is the capital of Australia. We both work for the Australian government. And mm-hmm. that's about all we can say. Yes. I love all political parties and <laughs> everything the government does is, is pretty... Fucking fantastic. I have no view on it either way. <laughs> It's all it's all neutral. So, so their old podcast, uh, Cody and um, and Uncle Stabo's old podcast, mm-hmm. was on the Gunner Geek Network as well. And then their new one was kind of automatically came over, I think, because Cody's on the selection panel. Mm-hmm. And he's corrupt. He takes bribes. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, we know that because we're on the um, we're on the network now. <laughs> I greased up his palm pretty good. <laughs> So we've been copping flack for this for a while about not being on the network. Sure. I, and think, I think part of that's because I anticipated that it would be a lot more work than it actually turned out to be. <laughs> we are lazy, lazy people. Yeah, we really are. So eventually we, we, over the past few months, we kind of got up the gumption and actually went, yeah, we really need to do something about this and finally decided to join, like basically two years later. Yeah. <clears throat> so... This, uh, so, yeah, so we're both uh, public servants in Canberra. We can't really talk about our jobs. We don't do anything exciting. We're not spies or anything like that. We just, uh, we have a, a code of conduct, which we have to abide by. Yes. So it's usually our lives mm-hmm. and games that we talk about. Uh, so Rob has a little girl. Yes. By the name of Ruby. That's right. And she would be two... Two and a bit. Two and a bit. She's going to be two... She's roughly two and a half. Let's two, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's roughly. close enough. Yeah. That'll do. Uh, yeah, you also have a little girl. I do, by the name of May. Yeah. May is... Uh, how old is May now? She's about 21 months old, I think. Mm. Uh, so she's... Her second birthday is coming up. She's uh, she's talking. Yes. She's running around. Mm-hmm. Um, she picks up on my swear words quite a lot, which is really, really bad. <laughs> That's a worry. <laughs> Not, nothing cuter than a like a half Japanese kid saying fuck a lot. <laughs> so she is half Japanese. My wife is Japanese. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Hence, that's where Yoshimura comes from. Yeah. There's an interesting, interesting story behind that, but we can maybe get into that yep. down the track. I mean, the interesting story is my maiden name was Campbell and I changed it to Yoshimura. So yeah. I used to live in Japan for about seven years yeah. back in the 2000s. That's right. And then we eventually came back to Australia, had a kid. Uh, we still go to to uh, to Japan quite a bit, especially at the moment. Uh, we won't go into that either, just at the moment. It's <laughs> a lot of backstory. Yeah. Um, like when we were trying to put this episode together, we were really looking forward to it. Yes. The problem is, though, that um, I've been really, really sick. Mm. And this is the only time we had to do the podcast. Yeah. So I was literally vomiting and other... Th- Various fluids were excreting last night, so uh, I'm like I'm like on, on low power. We're usually a bit more animated than this, yeah. But uh, damn it, we th- we said we'd do a podcast, and we're doing. We are very regular, yes, fortnightly, yes. Thanks to Metamucil, we keep we keep it regular. <laughs> Thank you, Robert. High fiber diet, yeah. That's what we do. Brand cereal. Nothing that's nothing but... You know, you asked me not to make poop jokes. Yeah, I did. I specifically said that will make me queasy. Don't do that. But here I am. Yep. So we we actually tried to get a a bit of a list going about the mythology of of Game Life Balance Australia. We have created an elaborate and very stupid mythology around this podcast that will probably confuse people who are coming in uh, fresh 
to the show. So we can try and we can try and run through some of that now if you if you like. I think I think it's good to say some of them because like they, they, they do come up. Yeah, and you know, the other thing is that if there's one thing I like, it's people explaining jokes. Yeah. That, that's always funny. Yeah. And never never at all bad. So Can you tell we've done almost no prep for this episode? <laughs> Actually, that's a lie. We did do prep. But we have no jokes. No, and no any 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 sort of funny running theme, which we often do have. So, I guess we should just start off with the fact that, as we mentioned before, John Scatman is dead. Yes. Who's John Scatman? John Scatman. So uh, no, was it Scatman John? Scat- no, you're right. It is Scatman John. It is. Yeah. Oh yeah. god. Yeah. We got it all. We got it all twisted. AC. Uh, so Scatman John. Uh, was a uh, minstrel from the 90s. He kind of looks like Maxwell Smart, but with like a massive Zapata moustache. Sure. I was going to say he looks like Cheech Marin, but thin. (laughs) That works too. But uh, yeah, so, and he scats. And for some reason, this guy who probably had a background in jazz, I want to say. I'd say he would, yeah. um, Decided that what would be really good is to scat over like... Like it was kind of like beats. A, it was like, like a techno beat from the from like the mid nineties or something. Yeah, and that it's an extremely it's an extremely nineties thing, uh, and you can't go back to it really. And what happened was one day we were just feeling a little bit weird, so we decided to reference Scatman John. Yeah, we talked for, we talked about Scatman John for about half an hour. It was about half an hour of making fun of this poor bloke. Yeah, and what was worse is that during the during the break we turned it off and said, "Oh, that's Scatman, that wacky guy, that's Scatman John." We looked him up, and it turns out he was dead. Yeah. So we just basically spent half an hour like ragging on a dead guy. Yeah. So go back and listen to that episode if you want to hear us <laughs> mock a dead man. It's funny because we still we still bring it up. It's like we can't not kick this dead guy. No, but I mean, I think I think to be fair, AC, the the potential like Tupac esque conspiracy theory that Scatman John might be alive, <laughs> living in Bermuda or something like that right now, is compelling. And we I did, think it's true. I no, think he's still alive. And we did come up with that theory. Mm. That is that is our conspiracy theory, patent pending. <laughs> All you flat earthers out there, that's our that's our conspiracy theory. Hands off. All right. You got to pay us credit. You got to like, if you want to make a YouTube video about Scatman John being alive, we want we want you know co-author credit on that. Just, uh, do you think anyone's ever said that before? Probably not. No. But look, I'm fine. <laughs> but you can go to my YouTube channel, Scatman Truthers. <laughs> Scatman Truthers. Um, we kind of need to make that now, don't we? I think we'll have to. It's going to be me wearing like a like a mask. Is he like, wearing spats? I'm looking at photos of Scatman John, and I think he's wearing. Oh man, he is wearing like of course. Although in retrospect, of course he's wearing. Yeah, spats. yeah, that makes that makes absolute sense. He looks like a friendly fellow, though. Does he have a zoot suit? I see. He, I think I think he wears nothing but zoot suits. <laughs> he's opened up his closet and it's just zoot suits. <laughs> he's Jean Paul Larkin. Larkin, is right. his real name <clears throat> professionally as Scatman John? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, it was mid nineties. It was Scatman and Scatman's World, nineteen ninety five and nineteen ninety seven, respectively. Yeah, the scat like I'm the Scatman. I think was the original. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was a that was his that was his like groundbreaking single. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to call it a one hit wonder, but well, Scatman's World certainly wasn't received anywhere near as well. Yes. <laughs> and then so I think we're kicking this guy again, aren't we? Look, look, it's it's pretty funny. Look at it. So, Scatman John does make an appearance in our, in our oeuvre from yes. time to time. Uh, the next thing that we really need to explain, and I have no real explanation for, yeah, is the assassins. 
a radical sect in Islam. I can try and explain this. Okay. So it's really not that complex. We were sitting in my study yep. recording a podcast. Oh, yes. And you, in a moment of jest, reached randomly to the bookshelf and just plucked a book out of the bookshelf to, like, mock me about it. Yeah, I, went- I was calling you some sort of intellectual because his study looked like, uh, like, it really was like you can imagine someone in a leather chair smoking a pipe in That's- the middle of it. It's kind of like, you know, very... Like Latin books and like big tall bookshelves and, you know, everything's very neat and everything. And I, I think I, I, I reached across to say you are like this douchey pseudo intellectual. Yeah. Kind of guy. And then I, I pulled off the assassins, a radical sect in Islam. And then and that kind of cracked you up. I think because you, you started insinuating <laughs> that I was some sort of terrorist, which is always like <laughs> always fun. Some terrorist who works for the government. Because ah. any, anything to do with Islam, clearly. <laughs> so, okay. It's. The assassins are radical sect of Islam. And radical sect is probably the other. Yeah, yeah, that's probably, that probably doesn't help you. So, yeah, I am part of Al-Qaeda, though, <laughs> to be clear. Like, I'm, I'm totes, totes in cahoots. Totes in cahoots. Um, yeah. And it, it, it's by a gentleman by the name of Bernard Lewis. Yes. And as far as we know, the bloke's still alive. He's yeah. like 101 or something Look, like he, that. he outlived Scatman John. <laughs> so we were... We were just... Here's the other funny thing, because we just assumed that this guy who was born in 1916 was fucking dead, and we yeah. could say whatever we wanted about him, so we were making fun of this this book for ages on the podcast. Well, he'd be 102 then, potentially. Yeah, I mean, according to all of the works that I found, he's still alive. That's crazy. He, wow. 31st of May, 1916. Well, I was hanging in there. Yep. But uh, look, I just... <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with the person wanting to know the truth about the assassins because there's so much sort of hooey talked about them, especially in video games. I mean, when, once you've read that book, you'll realize that Assassin's Creed is like really, really way off the mark. You know, in so many... I mean, of course it's way off the mark, but it's like incredibly off the mark. Um, so is this... Should I actually read this book? Because I make fun of this book all the time. Is it actually worth me reading? I don't think reading? you need to really. You can go to the Wikipedia entry for Assassins and, and probably get as good a an overview... Um, as you would from the book, but it was good. I mean, I just always had an interest in in that that group because of their 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 role in history, etc. Um, like in the Crusades, for example, uh, because I'd heard these sort of stories about how they that actually supported the Crusaders at various points, which I thought was really fascinating. So I wanted to know more about them. Yeah, fair um, enough. Yeah, so there's that. So there's the that that comes up from time to time. <laughs> It's really weird because it was just the, the most random thing. And yeah. every and every time we wanted to do a non-secular, I'd just reach over to the bookshelf and pull it out and there it was. Yep. It was always, always at like arm level. And I always managed to pull it out even without looking every single time. There was an amusing point where I went through a minimalist phase. I'm still kind of in the middle of that right now. I got rid of a lot of books. And when AC found out that I was getting rid of a lot of books, he was like, oh, please don't get rid of assassins, please. I need it. I need it to be funny. <laughs> it's, the, it's the only source of humor that I have. I've never even read the book. It's like Samson's hair. Like that book is like, if that book ever gets thrown out, it's like your the podcast fun- is over. The, your, your comedic skills just evaporate. Uh, yeah, well, comedic skills, that's what they are. So here's the thing is that I keep... Re- it got to the point where I was reaching, not looking, pulling that book out to the point where I thought... Does he just have like twenty copies of this book on the shelf? <laughs> like, just, this whole bookshelf is nothing but like assassins filled with books, like boxes of these books. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's that's a thing. Uh, I, I guess the other thing, the other meme that we got us into a, a not trouble, but 
uh, a lot of people seem to mention on Twitter and still do mention mm. on Twitter was the um, the fire danger rating signs in Australia. Yeah. So because Australia is prone to catching fire at any given moment. Yep. Yeah, just, you know, I mean, just looking at it funny, fire, light breeze, fire. <laughs> That's right. It's pretty much just like, you know. Today um, might be a good day to go swimming, fire. It's on a hair trigger. It, it kind of is. Yeah. And uh, so the fire, the fire danger rating signs... Um, are, are a little bit worrying in Australia. Mm-hmm. So it's just basically a semicircle with an arrow, and yeah. and they just point to whatever it is. Yeah. So the lowest is low to moderate. Mm-hmm. That's the lowest. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. The next one up is high. Yep. So so that, and we're talking. This isn't. Even, this is like how many? How many are there? There's eight. So one, two, three, four, five, six. So there's six, and we're and second is high. Yep. Second is high. <laughs> So, so there's still four more to go. Yeah. The next, as you may have guessed, is very high. Yeah. That's uh, so basically anything above high, or I think even just high, is no fires outdoors, like no barbecues, no, mm-hmm. no lighting bonfires because you're not meant to. Yeah. Uh, after very high, there is severe. Yep. Severe is pretty dangerous. This you know, is- there's a, anything. It, it could happen at any moment. But remember, this is a severe risk of fire. We yep. want to make this clear. This is severe risk of fire is is the fourth. Extreme is the next one. And you might think that's the highest. Extreme risk. Yeah. The extreme one is, I think everything is already on fire. Like, there's not a whole lot you can fucking do at that point. Yep. But the one that's actually kind of separated out Mm -hmm. is catastrophic. (laughs) You don't want to go to catastrophic level of fire. So, Rob and I have actually been in a catastrophic level of fire. That is when you're on fire, your city's on fire, everything's on fire, yep. and the fire station has burnt down. <laughs> Literally, that did happen. Literally, that, that happened. <laughs> oh, yeah. And there's something called a fire tornado. Yeah. Believe it or not, you can actually have a tornado that's on fire. Yeah. So, you know, all those wusses in, in Tornado Valley in, in, in America. Oh, no, my house is going to get blown away. What if that was on fire, bitch? <laughs> what if- Let me tell you, that shit ain't pretty. That's right. So yeah. back in 2003, Canberra, our beloved home mm-hmm. and city, caught fire. Yes. Yeah. As you would imagine, catastrophically, uh, it ripped through the city uh, like 400 or something. Homes were destroyed. It was pretty apocalyptic, actually. It, it did look like the apocalypse. Yeah. And, um, just everything was on fire. Like cars were just getting set on fire. Mm-hmm. There were these leaves in the air that were actually on fire because it was so dry and so windy. Mm. And then, like, we thought, okay, well, you know, better get ready to evacuate and everything. Oh, it's just Australia. And then I saw something which I'd never seen before. Mm-hmm. It looked like the side of a mountain was on fire, except that it was moving back and forth. And what the hell is that? Mm-hmm. It took me a couple of seconds to go, that's a tornado. <laughs> and it's on fire. Yep. That is a fire tornado. Yeah. I didn't know they existed. <laughs> See, I found out about I found out about this after the fact that a fire tornado had gone through our neighborhood. <laughs> I didn't. I mean, I wasn't like sort of aware enough to know what was going on. All I knew that it looked like the end of the world. Like there was literally fire raining from the heavens. Yeah, like, yeah. There was. It was a like lot of fire. it was like straight out of the Book of Revelations, people. <laughs> I think I saw three horsemen riding by as well. I'm not sure. <laughs> Maybe the fourth one was chilling with me. Yeah, yeah. The fourth. Yeah, that guy is. You know, he's untrustworthy. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it was. It was. Uh, luckily, both of our homes survived. Yes. Um, this catastrophic fire event. About uh, five months later, I went. Fuck this! I'm going to Japan. <laughs> just, uh, just had enough. So uh, it. It's yeah. Fire tornadoes 
bad. Mm-hmm. I just they're the kind of the three memes that keep re- rearing their ugly heads on our little podcast. Yeah. So if once you've have been listening to all that, um, you're now ready for. <laughs> you don't even need to listen to our extensive back catalogue anymore. Do you think there are people who are going to do that? Are there people who are going to just go back and look, listen to every single one of our episodes? I, look, while it's hard for me to recommend people doing that, I do actually think it's probably worth it. If you're going to stick with this, and, you know, to be clear, you don't have to. You can turn <laughs> off right now. It's fine. <laughs> I understand. But if you do want to sort of, you know, stick it out <laughs> with your old mates. Are you seeing Rob? There are some select episodes and and you can just go back and just pick episodes out based on their name alone. Yeah, we've, we've had some classics. I was actually looking back through the original names. I think at first they were um, pretty... Sounded like pretty tame. Yeah, I like think. the original run were just kind of episode numbers, and then we started giving the names. Um, last episode was called Deboops. Yep. Before that was Wolfcock Manor. Yes, and it was about a a, a wolf with a cock. Yeah, I mean, Look, we don't want to go into how that happened necessarily. <laughs> the dinosaur museum. Yeah, that was a good one. Mister Accuser of Loserness. Yeah, that's my like, like my charming wit coming through. Ixnay on the prostitution nay. Pig Latin, again, my specialty. Uh, oh, a very GLB Christmas number three, the end of season cliffhanger. So, yeah, we had a... Um, that was a weird one, actually, because you had to leave... I was about to go to Japan. Yeah. We recorded some episodes early because I was going back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then halfway through that, your daughter was taken to hospital. Yeah, I had to, like, leave the show halfway through because I had to rush to hospital because my daughter was um, struggling to breathe, which is always fun. So these sorts of things happen on our show, especially like when you have kids, they're prone to like getting themselves in life-threatening situations. Um, at least my kid is. Yeah, no, I, I can I can vouch for that. Yeah. Uh, something that might come up is that my uh, my darling little daughter is actually sight impaired. Yeah. She has a really really rare condition called FEVR, where she's got folds of um, kind of tissue in front of her optic nerve, so she can't really see very well. Mm. It's very rare. Um, she needs constant kind of monitoring and testing. But other than that, she's like a, a normal, happy, intelligent little girl. Yeah. Little kid. Mm-hmm. She uh, runs around a lot uh, and trips over a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And you can't really say, watch where you're going. A bit insensitive to a blind kid. <laughs> but I still catch myself wanting to say it now and again. It's like, watch it. Oh, no, I can't really say that. But she can see a little bit. I think whatever she sees is, is quite blurry. Mm. But she has navigational ability. So she yeah. can see colors and very vague shapes and she can she can kind of get around. So in the next few years, I'm going to have to start learning Braille and maybe teach her how to use a cane or something like that. But uh, that's, you know, as we talk about our life stuff on the show, mm. that stuff will kind of come up from time to time as well. We'll kind of, we'll kind of update people on where she's at. Bit of yeah. a, a bit of education there as well, since FEVR is a, a particularly rare condition. Yeah, I mean, I'd certainly never heard of it. No, neither had I. I think most mm. people probably haven't heard of it until it affects someone in their life. Um, yeah, yes, there's a lot. <laughs> a lot of stuff has been happening over the last couple of years, but we probably don't want to go into it too much because some of it's pretty darn depressing. Yeah, yeah. But you can go back over the back catalogue. Yeah, there is. I think we've actually done really well to be able to do this every two weeks. Yes, yeah, so we, um, we do it every two weeks. That's the. <laughs> Podcasters do it every two weeks. That's on the T-shirt that I'm sell- selling on uh, on, uh, on Redbubble. Yeah, I was going to say Gumtree, but uh, <laughs> just on Gumtree. Uh, what's that site as well? Um, Etsy. Yeah, Etsy. Etsy yeah. store. You know, we should, sell- we, they should be a game life balance Etsy store. I sell beads and also really bad T-shirts like that. So. We just sell drugs. 
Just we were inspired by Jonathan Uncle Stabo Martin, who is a pharmacist. <laughs> well, we say pharmacist. We say drug mule, but anyway, I'm pretty sure that he's a criminal. That's, we allude to that a whole lot. Like we used to subtly hint at it at first, and then we just went, "No, no, the dude's a criminal." Look, we just keep adding to his criminal. Look, I think he's murdered. And I think he will again. I, yeah, I mean, there's a reason we call him Uncle Stabo. As far All I'm as saying is, police, you might want to check his ba- backyard. You might want to check his basement. So, other than that, the um, our, the uh, GLB mythology does continue to a uh, I say a vast array of characters. There's kind of two that rear their heads now and again. Yeah, we have you know how like Conan O'Brien has characters. I see. Well, you don't know that, but people people who people who like Conan O'Brien know that he has characters like the masturbating bear or the robot pimp. And we have our own little stable of characters, don't we, AC? We do. Um, yeah. Yours is the more popular one, which is Mafia Pope. Yes, the Mafia Pope, who um. He's, he's like, what, what can I say? He's, he's, he's a pope who's also in the mafia. <laughs> uh, do, you want, do you want me to I do? I do. We need to hear some. We oh need to God. hear some mafia it's pope. It's really hard to summon it up, though. You, you really kind of need the right situation. I'm just I'm try, trying to think of how to put you on the spot here. <laughs> but that Vatican, eh? <laughs> it's like something along the lines of like, um, I don't know. Don't use condoms. I'm the pope. <laughs> the mafia pope. You use condoms on them and go around to your house and fuck you up real bad, okay? Hey, it's a shame if you had a divorce. I would hate to smash up the place. (laughs) Something like that. Do you want to be canonized? Because that's what I'm going to fucking do to you. I'm going to canonize you. Don't worry about HIV. Just don't use condoms. I'm (laughs) (laughs) supposed. You heard it here first, folks. Don't worry about HIV. (laughs) Don't bother using condoms. Mafia poet, man. Hey, look, look, who who am I to question his religion? You are Christian. You're not Catholic. I'm not a good Christian. (laughs) (laughs) The other one that is much less popular, but I keep using, Mm. is my really dodgy impression of the Queen. (laughs) Yes. Yes, we do hope you are today. Feeling very happy to listening to the Game Life Balance Australia podcast here in the sunny hills of Canberra. It's one of those times where I wish that this was a video podcast so you could see just how much pain I'm in whenever you do that. It's like the vaguest of vague impressions of Queen Elizabeth who is doing an impression of a New Zealander. It sounds like someone from New Zealand and or South Africa. (laughs) I think I just like saying just declare quite a lot. Oh, gosh. We actually cut a few promos for our show using those We should do Christmas messages from the Queen. All right. Okay. I know that we shouldn't brainstorm for the podcast during the podcast, but I'm pitching this to you now. Stream of nonsense. Stream we, of nonsense. It's okay. We do a Christmas, like a like an extra Christmas episode where it's a Christmas message from the Queen about, you know, what's been happening in the year and like it's sort of a heartwarming message for-, for So this, this is going to be a bonus. To sort of, you know, pep up the Britons. <laughs> your they, do, loyal, they do need pepping. Your loyal subjects who love you. Well, there are many terrorist attacks today. Yeah. I think you will all be- Mindful to know that I am quite safe in my palace. <laughs> the taxpayer's money is being well spent on my many cars. Oh, shit, your impression's better than mine. <laughs> You're out of a job, AC. No. Well, maybe you don't need me at all anymore. That's right. You're sacked. You're fired. <laughs> I, can do, I can do this show on my own. I've got a sock puppet right here. It's got googly eyes. It's great. <laughs> the two the two other minor characters which appear are Rob's terrible impression of Obama. Oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> Which is just a Scottish accent for no. whatever reason. No, it's not a Scottish accent. It's it's the it's the it's the unique the unique timbre, if you will. Yes, or timber, timber. I don't care. <laughs> Either way, 
it's this, it's the, it's the lovely brogue of the most beloved president in the United States ever, who was perfectly wonderful, and nothing he ever did was bad ever. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing, nothing he ever did was bad ever. Oh, that's right. That's what you say. <laughs> Damn it! Now I'm out of a job. <laughs> and that's even better than my Obama. <laughs> he just does because I'm Obama. I'm just so Scottish. It's basically that. Who, who wants to be drone striked? <laughs> I'm Opa. Hey, at least I'm better than that Trump. <laughs> I bet you miss me now, don't you? <laughs> no. Where did that even come from? I don't know. Rob also does a very passable impression of Mickey Mouse. Yeah. But it's got a timer on it. Like mm-hmm. Rob can only do the Mickey Mouse impression for about... About five seconds. About, I reckon it's about 25 seconds before you start losing it. Yeah, before my voice starts to break. And uh, and the, the, the only thing I can even say in the Mickey Mouse in the Mickey Mouse voice is, ha-ha! Like, <laughs> after, after that, it just gets really... It just goes downhill, you know? So I just can't, I have just too much testosterone. I just can't get my voice that high. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I know it's a terrible problem. You know what that's like? That's like saying in a job interview, oh, I'm just like too, I'm just too dedicated, you I'm know? I'm too manly. I work, my, I work really long hours and I find it really hard to like... <laughs> <laughs> we, we get up very early in the morning to work and our dodgy impressions, I'll have you know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So Rob and I have actually known each other for, uh, oh God, it's got to be close to what? Almost 30 years or something. Yeah, yeah, almost. We're kind of 1989. We met in 1989. Yeah, so almost in 30. Canberra. That's weird. Uh, I'm weirded out by that. It is weird. <clears throat> also, it's funny because Rob and I, uh, even before the internet was around, we used to do our own radio show. We used to actually record a show. Yeah, we were at 10, 11 years old, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And we actually had a rec- like a tape recorder with a microphone on it. We used to actually record our own show called ACRB. You know how it is, guys, when you're... <laughs> people who are like on the early... Like sort of, how do I say, like the early millennials or like the like the late Gen Y or whatever the hell we... Whatever generation we fit into, AC. Mm. We'd remember the old tape decks where you hold down, play and, and record at the same time. And then you can record your own voice, um, which we found thrilling. And that narcissism has led us to where we are today. <laughs> I would just like to say that Rob and I have been working together for a very long time. Mm. We've never been paid for anything ever. Like, we were in university together. We're definitely losing money on this podcast. Yes. Oh, yes. I can just say, I can say right now that this is this is not an economically wise decision. No. No, definitely not. Uh, Rob and I did theatre sports. Yeah. I think you even took like, it further than me. I did, yeah. In, in university. Like, we, we worked together on quite a few things. It was usually comedy. Mm. And we were the, usually the ones who would like, we'd write stuff, but we were always on like, oh, those two are funny. We'll put them at the front of the, the lecture hall and they can like do dodgy news readings and stuff. Look, much like Jerry Seinfeld, I'm not a good enough actor for anything except comedy. <laughs> I just can't, I can't be taken seriously if I'm trying to like, you know, be dramatic or something like that. Uh, that so. Does that guy know he's kind of like a joke in some aspects? Look, I, th- I don't think he cares because he's just driving around in like Porsches and shit like that right now. Yeah, you no, know? No, no, fair enough. I mean, if I was, that, if I had that kind of scratch, you know, I wouldn't care what people said about me. Yeah. I'd, do, I'd be on like B movie number fucking 12 by now. I would totally sell out. Like I'd be like the, I'd be like Nick, I'd be the Nick Cage of Nick Cages. <laughs> you know? Just any, any dodgy script any that script crossed your desk. Any, I wouldn't even open it. I'd be like, yes. <laughs> What's it about? It's about a monkey that plays baseball. Yes. That sounds kind of cool, actually. <laughs> there's probably a movie. There's probably like seven movies that are that are that exact thing. I there's got to be a lot of movies yeah. about about three of them are sequels to the first film. <laughs> what would it be called? They Chim- chimps at the base. Home run chip. Home run, home run chimp. chimp. 
That's right. <laughs> ape, in out, ape in the outfield. Okay, yours is better. Ape in the outfield. I like that one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hollywood, get on the blower. You, you know you need our services. That's right. You're that desperate. All right, I think we might take a, a wee bit of a break. Yeah. Uh, now we- that we've we've gone over, you know the entire history of podcasting in general, because we were the first ones to do it. We invented podcasting. Yeah, by that's the way. us. Patent pending. Yeah. You all owe us money. Yes. So yeah, we, we did do the original podcast. We were talking about this in the break. Right. That, uh, you know, us on our, our our damn little tape recorder when we were 10 years old. Yeah, some could some could say. They'd be wrong, but some could say. Well, my lawyer, <laughs> and by lawyer I mean Ben. <laughs> God, friend of the show. Um, has informed me that we can make a legal claim that that was the original podcast. But using that logic, Thomas Edison was probably yeah. the original podcaster. That's what it sounded like. Pretty much. It did actually sound like that. I can make that sound with my... That's brilliant. With my word mouth. Excellent. <laughs> word mouth. Mouthy wordy hole. So we, we actually have real people who kind of support the show yes. a bit. Um, we have had... Uh, <clears throat> we have had... Um, Cody and Uncle Stabo one. Yes. At various times when uh, you've been unavailable, I've been unavailable. Yeah, in between. When, when Uncle Stabo is not like, you know, like on the lamb. <laughs> when he's when he's sort of in his bunker. <laughs> yep. In Guatemala. <laughs> shoving shoving condoms full of drugs off his ass. <laughs> What's weird is that like, I, I keep making him out as though he's some sort of like... No, okay, let's, no, no, take that back. I think... Yep. We, on good on good authority, uh-huh. that he is some kind of like criminal mastermind, whereas you tend to think of him more as like a drug mule. <laughs> <laughs> See, out of so the combinations are so I've actually worked with um, I've actually done a full podcast with him. Yeah. So sometimes if we have if we want to do a show that doesn't really work with what we're currently doing, yeah, we call it Game Life Gaiden. Yes, uh, Gaiden just means side story in Japanese, mm. and Game Life Gaiden sounds kind of cool. So I've done a, a Game Life Gaiden with um, with Uncle Stabo, mm-hmm. and it was immensely, an immense amount, a lot of fun, and you've worked with Cody, and I've worked with Cody That's several right. times yeah. on the podcast. So the only combination that hasn't really been explored is you and Uncle Stabo, yeah. and there is a reason... I would love to see this. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it's just that you guys are so incredibly similar in your tastes of incredibly boring video games. <laughs> the, the podcast would never stop, or at least there'd be a perception of time that would never stop. Oh, gosh. Look. Dwarf I, Fortress, anyone? No, I, I didn't think so. I don't think he's got it in him to play Dwarf Fortress. <laughs> Shots fired, Uncle Stabo. He doesn't listen to us, you know the that. The gauntlet has been thrown. One of the reasons we make fun of this guy so much is because we're convinced he doesn't listen to the podcast. Well, I'm actually kind of becoming worried that, like, I've taken the whole uh, Jonathan Martin is a criminal thing to the point where he doesn't want to record a podcast <laughs> with me. <laughs> I'm not sure. We keep saying we're going to cut back on those jokes, but we never do. Well, the problem is that as much as like I regret it after the fact, 
when the when the mic's hot, AC. Yeah, yeah. I just want to say that he kills people and chops up their bodies in his backyard. <laughs> I just uh, can't help that's it. That's our stabbo. I just yeah, he's known for it. Oh, oh why do I do this to myself, AC? Because I'm gonna regret saying that. Yeah. Like I regret it now. <laughs> Even as I'm saying this, I regret it. This is true. Oh man, so what's wrong with me? We actually do have other people who will help us out with the podcast. We have friends of the show, mm-hmm. um, yes. notable friend of the show, Andrew Elchan Lynch yes. is my uh, my best man in Japan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Japan correspondent. Uh, yeah, he he will occasionally appear on the on the podcast. He's done a couple of guest stints before. Yeah, uh, when Rob was unavailable, and uh, when he was down in Canberra, we had a threesome. That's right. Which is exactly how I'd like to describe that show. <laughs> let's, not, let's not even explain that. Let's just get going. Yeah. Boy, what a threesome it was. It was Dicks out hot, for all. Hot, we were huddled up together. Was having a good time. Yeah, I really wish I had a better mic for that one. It was a bit awkward. <laughs> yes, Mike. And yeah, you really should have been wearing pants as well. Yeah, Mike really didn't help. He should have worn protection. Um, <laughs> so... Um, so we also have uh, a friend of the show, Ben, who is our professional editor. That's right. Although he doesn't actually edit the podcast. Rob does that. Yeah, I do that. If Ben did it, it would probably come out a lot better. How good would it if we could actually get a professional audio editor to do this podcast? Yeah, but they cost money. Yeah. Money we don't have. No. We, we don't. already spend way too much money on this podcast. That's right. I'm really running this at a loss. I can't stress <laughs> that enough. Do we have a Patreon? No. Fuck off. <laughs> what if... Do we don't want your filthy money. Hipster pigs. welfare, lol. No, we don't want money. No, we don't want money. Well, actually, we do. I definitely. <laughs> Please give me money. I don't really- give Robert money. He'll only spend it on, on really bad jokes that pay out. Our drug dealing friend, Uncle Stabo. That's right. I'm just going to use that money to like hire a writer <laughs> to write really insulting jokes about Jonathan Uncle Stabo. We do need a writer for this show, don't we? I think we do. Actually. So usually we talk about video games. Mm-hmm. Um, this technically is a gaming lifestyle podcast. Mm. Uh, you and I haven't been pay- playing so much recently. I've been in no. Sydney uh, getting tests done uh, related to... You see, we don't know where my, my daughter's vision impairment comes from. So mm. my wife and I both need to take tests. Got to the point where they couldn't find anything in her. So now they're looking in us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Royal uh, Us. The Royal Us, yes. Uh, <laughs> to see if there's anything in there that, uh, that would explain why she had this condition that's so rare. Sure. Um, and there's only like a couple of places in Australia that do, do this. And one of them is, of course, in Sydney. Sure. Uh, and I just loathe Sydney. Sydney what? is a dump. You know, it's... I was going to say it's a nice place to visit, but it's not. No, no, no. As someone who has regularly visited Sydney, my hatred towards it. If I could be teleported right into the CBD and then teleported back, that would be good. But having to actually drive through Sydney to get to the CBD yeah. is a pain. And then when you're even in the CBD, you're like, man, Sydney. This is a bit of a dump. It's just, mm, it's a big city. It's a big, big city. Yeah. And that's all I have to say. It's not a good city. It's not very well planned. Not you know, like Canberra. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, everyone loves Melbourne, right? Everyone loves Melbourne. So, Melbourne's so great. I wish I lived in Melbourne. But the reason people say that is because compared to Sydney, Melbourne is good. Yeah. But compared to anywhere else, Melbourne ain't that great. No, Melbourne is... Melbourne would be a good city if they got their the finger out of their ass and actually had a good public transportation system. Mm. But trains are always late, delayed, never run on time. 
buses are almost non-existent, despite the fact that they have buses, and trams only go to two places. Yeah. Like, I have nothing against Melbourne. I just think it's a bit overrated, much like David Bowie. Shots fired. <laughs> Keep picking on the dead people, Rob. That is... I'm a coward, and that's my only option. <laughs> So yeah, I, I was up in Sydney recently visiting Ben, friend of the show, which was a lot of fun uh, mm-hmm. because I hadn't caught up with him since last year sometime. Mm. Been in Japan a lot. It was really good to catch up with him. Uh, they are in a very nice apartment overlooking Sydney Harbour. Ooh, so ooh la la. Yes, very, very fancy. How does he afford that? He kills people, takes their money. Sure, yeah. It worked for Uncle Stabo, so... <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I'm terribly sorry, Uncle Stabbo. I'm really sorry, sorry at all. Please record um, a podcast with me. <laughs> so it's, um, I don't know, my life recently has been incredibly busy, but I haven't really been spending a lot of time playing video games. Like, I hate it when I get to a podcast and I just, I feel like, I feel I'm letting the team down because I just too. haven't been playing enough video games. Like, that's why we're doing Game Life Balance because I'm getting that balance all out of whack. Yes. A lot of life stuff. They're not particularly interesting life stuff um it's just i just wish i had more time for video games that being said mm-hmm. there are two things that i have been doing recently mm-hmm. number one i have about 10 game and watches nice the early nintendo uh you know pre nes or famicom like the original ds in some ways in some ways like you know i do have a Four of the two screen variants. Mm-hmm. Like I've got like a Mickey and Donald one. Yeah. I've got Donkey Kong. Everyone has Donkey Kong. An oil panic. <laughs> Who and Green doesn't House. have Donkey Kong? Yeah, exactly. Game and, watch. and they're fun. Like they're still fun. They're, they're not complicated games because they're LCD. Mm. Um, but you know, just going back and you know twiddling on them because I got some nice new displays for them, and then they're displayed there, and I went, oh, I might actually play that game. So I got it out and you know twiddled about on it a bit. And does it have those good like sound effects that like bleep? Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's very cool. satisfying yeah. when, it, when you get to the end, and you can you can kind of beat Donkey Kong, I suppose, if you get ninety nine points, like do it ninety nine times in a row without dying, or getting a game over rather. So we, I always do it ninety nine times without dying. I see. I've never done it once. It's it's this. I, I love to do it ninety nine times. Thank you, Robert. Yes, we do need to hear about you and you're doing it ninety nine <laughs> times. I'll do. It. <laughs> I'll stop now. Yep. Thank you. So that was... Doing it means sex. Yes, thank you, Robert. <laughs> thank you. I'm getting I queasy just thought, again. In case, just in case there was any confusion about what I was talking about there, yeah. it was sex. It's sex. Sexual intercourse. We, we talk about sex a lot on the show here. Yes, because like, we don't have much of it. Well, me, certainly, though. I don't know about you. I can't speak for you, AC, although I will. But I, I assume you don't have problems with having sex. But I certainly do. My wife is in the room and is probably going to throw something at both of us very, very soon. I don't want to speculate. I'm in trouble, aren't I? <laughs> oh my, yeah. <laughs> so back to Game & Watch. <laughs> I just heard something like clicking. Like a gun being cocked. <laughs> oh dear. I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> oh, whoa, she did actually throw something at us. I think it was an M&M. <laughs> oh, that shady did stand up. Okay. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> That's what we call a callback. Yep. But that actually means you have to put the sound test at the front of the show this time. I think not, I will, yeah. Not at the back. I will. I'll do it's it. It's going to be tops, not tails. I'll do it for you, AC. Yeah, you do it for me. You always do it now for you're, me, Now you're being the bad one. <laughs> See, there was this thing. One of the reasons we were afraid to join the Gunner Geek Network is mm. that we thought there was a no swearing policy. Yeah. And then they said, oh, no, it's okay as long as you're, you know, accordingly rated as explicit on mm-hmm. on uh, on iTunes, etc. And that's kind of when we went, fuck, Yeah. 
So I, I recently made sure that we are rated explicit. <laughs> See, there are algorithms that can pick up swearing, but our Australian accents yeah, it's uh, has, has made it quite, you know, We've difficult for a bunch of cunts to actually pick us up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's... <laughs> I was going to start, I just, it's weird, I can't like force swearing, it has to happen naturally. It does, it has to happen pretty naturally. Yeah. So, I did also play uh, Mario Advance 4, Super Mario Brothers 3. That is a mouthful. It is a mouthful. So, back on the Game Boy Advance, Mm -hmm. they didn't have a lot of their own like kind of... Mario original 2D platformer Mario game so they just re-released a whole bunch of the old ones Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they called them like Mario Advance was just Mario Advance 1 was like Mario 2 Super Mario Brothers 2 okay Mario Advance 2 was which one was that oh that was Yoshi's Island I think wow okay this is all out of whack yeah yeah number 3 was World okay and number four was Mario 3. Wow, that's so... Why do they do that? Because no, because they're Nintendo. Okay, that yeah, makes sense. That makes sense. Sorry, I shouldn't even ask. You know. So the reason I got this on, on Virtual Console is because they made an extra 38 levels Ooh, for, for this release because of the e-card reader. If you don't know what the e-card reader was, it's a, a really dodgy peripheral that you slot into your... Um, your Game Boy Advance, mm-hmm. and then you buy packs of cards and you swipe them through the e-card reader and it gives you like... It can give you, like, small games like Donkey Kong, like the original Donkey Kong. It can give you small, like, extra levels. It was very prolific for uh, Animal Crossing, like, gives you extra items and stuff in Animal Crossing. Sure, that seems like a useful... Well, not useful, but... Not useful. Uh, No. But, you know, hey. (laughs) It it could be used with the Game Boy Advance player on um, on the GameCube. It never took off anywhere. It had a limited release in... Um, in America mm-hmm. and no release in Europe or Australia that seems really unlike Nintendo to release a useless peripheral AC I'm really confused yeah I why know. do they do that I just, it just, just doesn't make just sense does not, it not the Nintendo that I know no no usually they're releasing big winners like the power glove <laughs> that's right or Rob the robot yeah hey, don't I love be, that guy we shouldn't besmirch Rob some people seriously legitimately love that guy I don't know why I have I have a robot family like the I like Famicom looking robot. at it on the yeah, shelf yeah yeah it looks awesome yeah looking at it's fun but actually using it ah, it's a piece of shit so, uh, you and I were playing so this game tonight. Yes, I don't even I haven't found where these thirty-eight levels are yet. Yeah, I don't. They don't seem to be in with the rest of the game. Maybe you need to complete it first. Maybe it's not in my version because it's the European version. That would be a shame. How much really suck? If you spent that money and then I spent like nine bucks on it or something. Uh, well, um, yeah. I mean, even if it didn't have the extra levels, probably not worth nine no, bucks. No, no. I, I got it because yeah. I wanted to play those extra. You know, because it's not every day that you come across. An extra 38 levels officially sanctioned yeah. for a good Mario game by Nintendo. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of new levels as well. Like 38. Yeah. I mean, I would have thought 10. 10 would be enough probably to make someone go, ooh, you know. Yeah. But 38, that's like that's like several worlds worth of, of, of extra I don't levels. think they're particularly long levels. I think I think there's like, I think some of them you can get different power-ups, like the leaf the, with the cape okay. feather wow. from Mario World is in there. Okay. I think like there's a reconstruction of the first level of the original Super Mario Brothers. Awesome. But I haven't got up to them yet, or I don't know where they are, so hopefully I'll find them and, and unlock them or whatever I need to do, and hopefully they are in the game. Yeah, I'd be very curious to hear what they're like. So about, about five years ago, I played Super Mario Brothers 3 to completion on the original NES. I just I had the cart, I popped it in, and I went, right, I'm going to do this. And I spent a whole Sunday 
just going through because there's no save feature, yeah, no battery backup. So just going through that game without using the warp whistle and just completing every single level. Wow, it was good. It was very rewarding. Mm. But at the end, I just went right. I think I've played as much Super Mario Brothers three as I possibly can, and I don't want to play it again for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. Because that's not a game that. Mm. It's a game that I think about fondly, Hmm. but when I play it, it's not as good as I remember. And here's the crux of the matter. So you and I played it today, and Hmm. pretty quickly we realised that this game ain't all that in a bag of potato chips. It's a shame. I don't want to say it's a bad game. It's definitely not a bad game. It's not a bad game, but it's not... If you don't play it for a long time and you go back to it, it... It doesn't hold up as well as you think. I think it's a great game for the NES. Yeah, totally. I mean, look, when it came out, amazing. Yeah. But now, but in the, the more time that passes, yeah. like Super Mario World, great game. Yes. Like, will always be a great game, no matter it, how much time passes. Super Mario Brothers 3, though, ooh, a little, little dodgy. It's just, well, I'll tell you what I thought about it, and then you can tell yep. me. Because my thoughts are very limited because I haven't played much of it. Mm-hmm. I sat down and tried to beat this game... Um, maybe about 10 years ago on an emulator, uh-huh. to be clear. Yeah. Because um, uh, I had this sort of like childhood memory that it was really rad, you know. I never actually owned it, though. I never owned a, an NES. I went to my friend's house and played it um, a bunch. So I sat down to beat this game and, um, yeah, look, I found it really frustrating, actually. Um, it's a lot more difficult than I remember it. And I died a lot. And, like, because the way it works is when you run out of lives, you're back to the start of the world. Yeah. And that is punishing um, in a way that I wasn't prepared to deal with. So, I got sick of it. I I think I got up to the second world. So, I didn't get very far. Yeah. And I was just like, this is not... This is just too frustrating. I'd rather rather do something else. So, despite the fond memories I had of that game, I just went, no. Not really for you? I'd rather do something else with my time, which is not a good... Not a good thing to say about a game that people remember so fondly and have so much sort of like a um, nostalgia for and passion for. Yeah, it, I mean, it is challenging. Uh, there are a lot of difficult levels. There is one level in particular mm. that is very difficult to complete. It seems like the world or the level loops. And what you need to do is get a, a turtle shell, hold mm. it and fly up with the with the, um, with the leaf, yeah. the raccoon. Yeah. Put it in a, in a specific spot so you can knock all of these people out of the way and mm. then go up the pipe. But right. it's kind of a very vertical level and you have to go up the right vertical shaft. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's very... like I can see why putting that level in there might be a bit fun and challenging. Mm. But it just comes across kind of 30 years later as quite annoying. Yeah, like... It's very kind of frustrating a lot of that. Do you think they were trying... Mm, see, this is the thing. I'm not sure whether... And a lot of people listening to this might... I'm prepared for people who listening to this, hearing me like giving up on World 2 and going, oh, what a noob. He's crap at Mario. Mm. Forget this guy. But I want to know from your perspective, is the game is the game hard? Is this a hard game? It's a pretty difficult game. Yeah. Okay. Like it's, it's, that's nice to hear. <laughs> it's... I mean, my problem with that particular game is that the original doesn't have a save feature. Even on Mario All-Stars, it only saves at the beginning of the world, I think. Yeah, yeah. And the first three worlds are kind of boring. Mm. Like you've got, you've got Green Hills, what I like to call, you know, the Green Hill Zone. Yeah. Sonic reference there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And then you've got uh, Desert World and then Water World. And that's, and after that, you've got kind of like Cloud World and Macro World, like where everything's really big. And those worlds are much more interesting. Yeah. 
I think in it kind of like thing they play with the format a lot more, but the first three worlds are just dead boring and the water levels are just frustrating mm. for the most part, you know? Mm. And they're just like a, a, a very, I don't know, it's like an, an exercise in you have to get past these bits and you can warp, but I was planning to like play this from the start and I didn't, yes. didn't realize it was, it was as annoying as it was. I think like warping, I mean, it's cool to warp, yeah, yeah. you know, but, but I... I want I don't to play really, the game. I don't think you game. can really say you've beaten the game unless you've beaten it without warping. Yeah. Like, and that's not me trying to be some sort of like hardcore game or anything. I just think it's just true. You don't, haven't really seen the game. Yeah. If you skip to the last level. I mean, it's essentially a cheat code. Yeah, yeah. So. But I can see why it's in there because there was no save function and you don't want to keep replaying the same three worlds. Yeah, over I suppose again. in that scenario where your parents come in and yank the cord. Yeah. Because they're like, go to bed. You, these games are rotting your brain or whatever. Uh, yeah, that's right. They are. And my dad, my parents definitely did that to me. Yeah. Numerous times when I was a kid. Um, in that scenario, then the warp whistle is like a good way to get back to where you were, re- you know, roughly, without yeah. without too much hassle. So, yeah, I can see what you're saying there. But uh, So, have you been playing anything recently? No, not really. Uh, it's just been yeah, a, lot, a lot of stuff happening in my life that I don't really want to go into because it's not funny or fun. It's just kind of like, like just some real-life middle-aged dude stuff. <laughs> um yeah, so no, I haven't been playing games at all, actually. And saying it, saying it out loud makes me feel like I'm letting the side down again. Um, but I think, you know, we go through phases where we're just not into playing games. I think unless your job is playing games, most people go through those phases where they're like, I'm just not, I'm just not feeling it, you know? That, that's an interesting topic, though. Have you ever had, like, a prolonged phase in your life where you just didn't play games? Yeah. Because I have. I remember. Prob- probably... During my relationship with my ex, there have been periods of like many months where I wasn't playing games. What's really funny though is that during that relationship, I was often feeling like, um, what's the word? Like longing for for having more free time to play games. Yeah. Oh, if only I had more time to play games, you know? And now that I do have free time to play games, I'm not playing games. So I think it's, you know, you, it's human nature, right? Like you always. You think want you, what you can't have. Yeah, and yeah. then when you have it, you're like, I don't want this anymore. So, yeah, it's a weird one. It's interesting just to think about that sort of thing because I had a, a period. I loved video games, but I, I was never with the current generation of consoles. I was yeah. like one step behind. Like when I was growing up, I never had a Mega Drive, although I did borrow one of an uncle for a long time. Mm. But I had a Master System. I didn't have the N64, but I did have the Super Nintendo at the very end of its lifespan. Like, I got the Killer Instinct pack. Yeah. And I loved those. Those consoles were great. But around the N64 and I and the PlayStation era, I kind of started to dip out of games. I was still very interested in them. Yeah. And I still played them with mates and everything. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of playing my, my Super Nintendo a lot more. But then kind of at the end of high school, early university, I just stopped playing games for a long time sure kind of like the start of the gamecube era i suppose i just kind of ducked out of games i just went i think in university the last game that i really kind of more or less forced myself to play because it was in the zeitgeist mm. well it was in the zeitgeist like three or four years ago was pokemon sure yeah and i just i kept hearing so much about it and someone gave me a game boy advance and and i played those games for a bit but did you catch them all AC? say I did not. I am terrible at JRPGs. Yeah. And terrible. I mean, I know they're games for kids, but man, I suck at those games. Are we talking like the original? We're talking like original yeah. Red. So, like, 
for someone who's not into RPG, JRPGs... A lot of grinding. It's... The thing about Pokemon is it's everything around the game itself that is actually good. Yeah. But the actual act of going out there and grinding out Pokemons ain't that great. And the other thing is that the combat is super simplistic. Like, if you don't like turn-based... Which I don't. Turn-based combat. Mm. Um, this is, like, the most dull type of turn-based combat. Like, I don't think anyone out there can disagree with that. Like, the original Pokemon, like Pokemon Red, for example, it's really, like, you've got three options. Yeah. And you just do that over and over again. I mean, to be fair, for me, that's not the worst thing. Mm. Like, because at least I understand what the options are. Yeah. When there's more options, perhaps it becomes bewildering mm. as well as boring. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so, so towards the end of, of, of university, I just stopped playing games altogether. It, it was like a slow trickle of this and that. And then wow. I just stopped. Yeah, yeah. I don't think and I ever went through a period like that. I didn't really get back into them until I was living in Japan with my friend. And even then, I was just playing games with him. Yeah. I don't think I bought my own console until... I don't know. I was I had a lot of hand me downs. Yeah, I, I was like given a GameCube, and I, I really love Double Dash, like Super Mario Kart Double yeah, Dash. Yeah, that's a good game. Yeah, I mean you introduced me to that. And it's it's fantastic. Uh, that's probably one of the best Mario Kart games. I, yeah, I quite enjoyed it. I think it's it's quite different. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was very fun, definitely. Mm. But now I'm back into video games, and I have less time to play them. But I, I do love them. I have a very I have a vast collection. Yeah, so this is probably worth mentioning for our potential new listeners um potential underscored um you this is probably a gross over generalization but we could to keep it simple say that you are a retro gamer and i am a pc gamer yes and that would probably get you 80 percent of the way to where we actually like what we actually are you know um rob and i will we'll play modern games we both have ps4s yeah um i have a switch yep uh, we both have like modern PCs yeah, yeah. to play yeah. modern PC games yeah. as well. Um, we both went through our PUBG phase last year. That's right. Yes, there's many. That's another thing I should warn you about. It's about five or six episodes where all we do is talk about PUBG. So, <laughs> watch out for us and every other podcast on the planet. To be honest, yeah, I don't think we can we can be blamed too much for no. that. It's a good game. It's it, a good it was game. a fun game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so I have a, a large collection in my converted garage. Yeah, it's actually like pretty awesome. Yeah, it's. Uh, I have a lot of interesting rare pieces. I have a Vectrex. Mm. If you don't know what that is, it's like a, a like a CRT black and white television with a games cabinet inside. It's like very mini, kind of very tiny, Vectrix, vector-based graphics yeah. that you have to put overlays on. Look it up on the internet if you don't know what it is. It's very cool. Uh, I did do a YouTube video recently. Oh, yeah. Um, which is about the uh, Famicom Zapper or the Famicom Gun. Yeah, the, yes, that so thing. I got that... Uh, into the country somehow because it looks like it looks like a, a revolver like a wild west revolver sure and i did a special on that just on youtube so we do do um youtube collaborations and and i have a lot of interesting stuff up there yeah so ac is more the video guy i sort of every now and then i go mm, should i do a video and then i go nah <laughs> yeah i do a lot of the video content it's just game life balance australia is the youtube channel i think yeah um one of my most popular videos at the moment is the Prison Walkman. Like yes. There's a, a particular radio that um, that you can buy only inside federal prisons in the United States, and it's clear, like it's see-through, so you can't get contraband. It runs on one battery. Yeah. Like one AA, which lasts for about 40 hours. Mm. So it's a, a, a magnificent little radio, and it's got a really good receiver because mm. it needs to pick up radio waves through, like, you know, thick... 
concrete, concrete walls. Yeah, yeah. So it's a, a really interesting piece. And, I, and I've had like a, a, a few people kind of come on there and go, oh, wow, I had one of those when I was in prison. Yeah. So I'm attracting all the right people here, yeah, Game Life Balance Australia. That's right. That's Jonathan Akwasawe Martin, by the way. <laughs> Probably Made was. that comment. So, yeah, um, I think we'll have a bit more for you next time. Sure. I think we're. Uh, I think we're going to cut this one short today. Actually. Yeah. Why don't we do that? Look, I'll, I'm going to make a pledge to our listeners. I'm going to play a game. Yep. A new game. Not Rome Total War. That isn't Rome Total War. Uh huh. I believe that. Or one Dwarf it. Fortress. Or Crusader Kings. <laughs> oh God. And I'm going to come back and talk about it next episode. So. Um, I'd like that, Rob. I would like that. I think I would like that too, Anthony. <laughs> so let's let's keep them keep them hanging. Yep. So look forward to me talking about something that was released in say the last two years that I will play and, and talk about. All right. So thank you very much for listening to Game Life Balance Australia, the Australian edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. You can find us on the web at GameLifeBalanceAustralia.com with uh, links to our sister shows. Sister show, the uh, Game Life Balance US guys. Yeah. Uh, we are now on the Gunner Geek Network. Yes. Um, there is some great stuff going on around there. Yeah, so do check out the other great podcasts on the Gunner Geek Network, which you can find at, is it GunnerGeek.com, <laughs> I want to say? Shit, we should have shouldn't have tried this. What we should have done is actually, <laughs> what we should have done if we were smart is look up one of those things to read out that we can read out to promote someone else's we show. We should, yeah. This this one is a is, is a big higgledy piggledy. All right. Say. Well, let's just pick one at random. Um, go listen to Tyrion's Landing. I'm sure it's really good. <laughs> go listen to uh, all things good and nerdy. Better podcast. Yeah, all good. Yeah, okay. There, let's go with that one. Yes, all things good and nerdy. Yeah, I'm sure it's better. Podcasting is also good. I've listened to that one. Um, we basically took all of their advice. Uh-huh. Flushed it down the toilet, set fire to the toilet, and did things our way. Damn it! I'm afraid to listen to that podcast because I'm afraid that it's gonna it's gonna be like if you were a murderer, and then you went to church. It's gonna be like, oh, well, I've done everything wrong. <laughs> like, but it works for us, Rob, and that's the important thing. Well, we're on the networks. <laughs> How long is that gonna fucking last? Do you think? Uh, I don't know. Probably end of this episode. 